Hey church, we just heard an incredible message that we believe is for you. So get ready to be encouraged, to be strengthened. This will change your life. We love you so much. Happy Sunday, Shoreline City. You guys ready for a great day today or what? I hope you are. Let me start off by saying happy Father's Day to all the dad. If you're a dad in here, stand up if you're a dad. Stand up if you're a dad. If you're a dad. You guys can clap louder than that for the dads. Come on. You may be seated, dads. I've got this water in my hand because I just put something down. I just ate something real quick and it was spicy. Yeah. (laughs) It came back. Are my eyes watering too? You guys see my eyes watering? I have not been weeping during worship. I was like, am I about to die right now? So uh, my mom is, Earl, lift your hands above your head. Lift your hands above your head. You know, she's giving me all these directives. I'm like, mom, just leave me alone right now. But glad all of you are here. We're going to have a really, really fun day uh, today. I want to say sisterhood was phenomenal on Thursday. Now, if you're here with us for the first time, uh, you might not know what Sisterhood is. That's our women's ministry here at the church, and it is not like something we just do for the women. It's really something our whole church puts on, and the men are here, and the women are here, and we are just placing worth and value and reminding women who they are in Christ. And I'm telling you, this past week, the panel was phenomenal, the worship team, the uh, setup team, the host, the table leaders. I mean, all the way through, it was phenomenal. There were over a 1,000 women here uh, this, up, this past Thursday, and I still remember when there were like 20 ladies. And not only to have more ladies, but to have more ladies experiencing what we would want, like the heart, the passion, the love, the authenticity. I was absolutely blown away. So, well done. Let's give it up for Sisterhood and the team uh, once again. Um, Now, today is Father's Day, and uh, I have the opportunity to be a little bit of a free bird today, uh, which I really, really appreciated. I got to go to our Bishop Arts Campus uh, this morning, and it was phenomenal. Those of you uh, might not know, we have three campuses, one in Antigua, Guatemala, one in Bishop Arts, and this one here at White Rock. So today, I got to go over to Bishop Arts and see the whole team there and connect with everyone, give high fives and hugs, and it was so much fun. And I actually asked two of our pastors if they wouldn't mind sharing today so I could have that freedom and I could walk around. I got to go to Bigs and Littles today, just so you know. The, it's crazy what's going on in Bigs and Littles, okay? The leaders back there are phenomenal. If you have any kids, they are in great hands. I decided I'm going to stop preaching every week. I'm going to serve in Bigs every single Sunday. That's what I want to do. It was so much fun. I got to go to Welcome to Shoreline uh, today as well and see a bunch of new owners. I mean, it's phenomenal what God is doing here and all of you are a part of it. So today, I asked if Eric Sewing and Ben Stokes wouldn't mind alternating today and sharing, and these guys have been hitting home runs all day. And today, you're going to get to hear uh, from Pastor Ben Stokes. Now, you, you might not know this, okay, but this church didn't always look like this. There was a time. It was just a dream, okay? And Casey Stokes sent me a note on Facebook saying, hey, um, we'll move to Dallas with you, and Ben can be your youth pastor. (laughs) Oh, 
okay. I'm never really on Facebook. She sent this note. Then we ended up sitting down with them in Austin at a Starbucks on the corner of Palmer Lane and Mopac. Sat down and talked about the church that we saw. And these two said, we're in. Sold everything. Moved up here with us. Lived in a two-bedroom, one-bath with their two children. And just went all in for the cause of Jesus Christ. This church has been built. Of course, by the grace of God, we know it is him. But whenever God wants to do something in the earth, he always calls on men and women. And he's calling on you, and he called on Ben and Casey, and their blood, sweat, and tears, and the blood, sweat, and tears even of their kids is in the soil of this church. So today, Ben Stokes, would you mind coming up here, my friend, with your awesome, crazy pants? If I can get a podium for Ben, too, that would be great. (laughs) I am so, yeah, Peter, run back there and grab a podium for him. We're family today. We're family. We're family. Now, listen, today, you guys can be seated. You guys can be seated. Ben is going to be up here preaching. He's got his pants. Oh, God. These pants are phenomenal. But it takes a lot of effort and energy, just so you know, to get in front of people, to bear your heart. And people mean, every week I get mean mugged by people. Every single they're looking at me like, you're, I don't, I'm not listening to one thing you're saying. Leave me alone. I hate God. I hate church. I hate you. You're bald. Every week I have them looking at me like that. I don't even care. I keep preaching anyway. And I want today, though, no scowls, okay, no arms folded. Today, big smiles, lots of enthusiasm as Ben is up here sharing. I want you to say amen. That's good. Let's practice. Give me an amen. Give me an amen. Amen. Give me a, that's good, Ben. That's good, Ben. That's good, Ben. There you go, Ben. You tear it up, man. I love you so much. Proud of you already. Appreciate you guys. How's everybody doing? It's Father's Day and you're here. Uh, First, before we get started, though, I do want to honor our pastors. All of the things that he just said, we've got campuses going up and we're just getting started, guys. We're not stopping with three campuses. We're going to, I don't know where we're going, but I know his heart is huge and God just keeps dumping stuff into Pastor Earl and Onika's heart and wherever they're saying uh, we're going, that's where we're going. And we actually need all of you on this journey so that we can make it on earth as it is in heaven. But I mean, our pastors, our pastors, I'm a better person because I said yes to them. And I promise if you say yes and you get planted here and be underneath these pastors, your life will be better as well. And there's other yeses that need to happen on down the road. So let's do this. Get under at these pastors. Thank you so much for everything that you do. Uh, Love you guys so much. As you can see, there's still quite a few seats here which means we need to keep filling, keep inviting, keep asking, keep bringing them in. Uh, We want them here. There's people that need to hear this message. It's good news. But uh, I'm a father, so thank you for the shout out. We got some What Would Jesus Do bracelets out there, and and, uh, I'm excited to continue to celebrate uh, Father's Day. I've got two kids. I got a 10-year-old and a 12-year-old, and I just want to tell you, Parenting is real, all right? Parenting is a little bit hard. It's a little bit scary. Everybody with me? Everybody, the parents out there, you guys agree with me, all right? Think of this. Think of this. Jesus, they're, they're a blessing. I love kids. I love my kids with all of my heart. I would not trade them for anything. But Jesus is actually giving you these kids, and for the next 18 years, you have to make sure that they don't hurt themselves. And kids are doing nothing but trying to hurt themselves, Every single day. I mean, like, don't dive off the couch, all right? That, it, it's, what, it's what they're living for. I don't, I don't get it. 
Uh, there's, no, there's no manuals on how to be. I mean, actually, there are multiple manuals on how to be a parent, but it's all of their opinion. So I don't know which one to, to choose from of how do I uh, discipline my kids. I don't know. Some people spank. Some people put timeouts. And it's generate. you know, there's so many different things of how to be a parent. But this one time, all right, I decided I was going to discipline my kids a certain way, all right? Follow me down this road. I thought it was an opportunity for me to share with my four-year-old and two-year-old at the time uh, a message about Jesus. So they had done something wrong, and and I I was like, come to the room, and they were already crying, and I hadn't even said anything to them other than no, and, and I sat them down on the bed, and I was like, all right. You guys know that a long time ago, Jesus came and he took the punishment for all of us. We're the ones that did something wrong and he took the punishment. So today I'm going to take the punishment. (laughs) This is one of those moments I wish someone would have jumped up like, this is a bad plan. All right. (laughs) So I'm going to let you spank me. This is a true story, all right? Okay, just so you know, I wasn't actually going to let them spank. In my mind, I'm thinking they're going to tell me, no, 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 Daddy, we're so sorry. We don't want to do that. We love you. Now, my son, the tears dried up, and he literally grabs a belt and comes over there and just... And then my daughter, she doesn't understand it. She's just laughing and spanking. They're laughing. I'm like, no, this is not what we're doing here, guys. You both are in trouble. You both are in timeout. Go to your room. <laughs> just spanking me. And again, I wish it was a moment of someone coming out and saying, no, don't, don't do that. That's not, that's not a good plan. That's not a good plan. But I don't really know. I'm just, I'm just pr- literally praying on the edge of my seat, Lord, help and guide me how to be the best parent that I possibly uh, could be. And, uh, 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 but I don't know, some of you may feel that way too, where you're like, man, I just wish I had some kind of guideline in my life, some kind of uh, plan, someone to tell me how to raise my kids, someone to tell me, is God mad? Is God, did God just spank me? I don't know. I'm like, going through all of this stuff because there's people that say that God's mad. There's people that say that he's happy. What is, what is really going on? I do know this, that in the Bible it says, it says something in Matthew 3, 17 that should give every single person in this room hope of what a father actually says to a son and what a father here on earth should say to a son and what us us as uh, uh, fathers and mothers who uh, what we should say to other people out in the world that are that are lost and need to be in this room. So if you got your Bibles, turn to Matthew 3, 17, Matthew 3, 17. We're also going to jump Matthew 17, 5, but first Matthew 17, 3. Um, before I even read this scripture, though, I, I, I want to point out something that first John 4, 17 actually says, our standing in the world is identical to Christ. So what that means is the way that God viewed Jesus is the same way that God views each one of us, all right? So there's nothing different. What God thinks of Jesus, he actually thinks of us. The way that God loved Jesus, he actually loves us the same way. It's the reason why he sent Jesus. So I just want to make sure that we have that foundation. So whenever God is speaking to Jesus, 
The only thing that we're not uh, like Jesus is we're not the Savior of the world. But the calling that Jesus had, we had the same calling, which is to bear our own cross and go out and reach more people like Jesus did. So Matthew 3, 17, look at these, look at these words. Let me set this up. This is, this is right before uh, Jesus is starting his ministry, okay? He's about to get baptized, And the Bible says that when he came up out of the water, that the heavens opened up. And I want to tell you just real quick that the heavens are not closed for you. All right. The prayers that you are praying, you might be sitting around thinking, why is this stuff not happening? Why is he not answering me? I can tell you without a doubt that he hears your prayers. He loves you. The heavens are wide open. And then it said a spirit hovered over Jesus. And I also want to tell you that it's that same spirit is inside of each one of you when you've given your heart to Jesus and the calling that is on your life. He has given you the spirit and he's given you the power and he's given you the authority to walk out this life. And then God says these words to Jesus. A voice from heaven said, this is my son and whom I love and I am well pleased. I want to tell you, Jesus hadn't even done anything yet. And he's already saying, you're my son. And I love. And I am well pleased. He hadn't even started his ministry. You're my son. And I love you. And I'm well pleased. I want to tell you that it's nothing that you do. There's nothing you have done or you will do that can change his words. He is already saying, I am pleased. You're here this morning and you just got up out of the club and you're just happy to be here. He's pleased with you. He loves you. And he's calling you sons and daughters. I'm loved. I'm a son. I'm a daughter. And I'm pleased. And then he says in Matthew 17, 5. Here's a moment of transfiguration. This is an important moment because this is actually right before Jesus is about to go to the cross. And he's up on this mountain, and God says the same exact words over him. You're my son, and I love you, and you're well pleased. Listen to him. And I think and I believe without a doubt that it was those words that helped Jesus when he was standing in front of Pontius Pilate. And Pontius Pilate was literally saying, I have the power to let you go right now so you don't have to go to the cross. That Jesus could look at him and say, no, you don't. For this I was called. I want to tell every single person here today, you have a calling on your life and he is pleased. And if you would get these words inside of your heart and recognize that God, your father, is saying this over to every single person. On the day, the biggest day of your life, you're going to be able to say, for this I was called. For this, no, 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 I don't care what anybody else is saying. For this I was called. Get these words in your heart. Get these words in your heart. If you got your Bibles, turn to uh, Luke, Luke chapter 15, Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15, we're going to start in verse 20. It's up on the screen if you don't have your Bible. Let me, let me give you a snapshot of what's happening here. Is, uh, this story, you might be familiar with it. But uh, this, this father, he has two sons. And one of the sons, they, they've been working with their father. The father loves them. And one of the sons was like, you know what? I, I want my, my part of the possessions here. 
I want you to give me my, my part. And the father goes and divides his half up and gives it to his son. And the Bible says that his son went off to a far country and he was just partying up, all right? I mean, he was at the club, he was doing drugs, he was just having the time of his life, he didn't have a care in the world, and then all of a sudden he realized he reached into his pocket and found out that he didn't have a dollar to his name anymore. And he's looking at the pig food thinking, that food looks good. I mean, I don't know about any of you. I don't know if you've been down in that moment where you're in a pig pen and you're looking at the food and the food looks good. Man. So then we'll pick up in verse 20. And it says, so he got up and went to his father. What he was thinking in this moment, he said, maybe I could just go ask my father just to be, a, be a, one of his servants because at least they're eating better than I am right now. I, I, I don't even care what he gets. I just need some food in my belly. So, so he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with a compassion for him. He ran to his sons, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. I love this. But the father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began celebrate. So here, so here, the son, he, he's uh, coming down the road. And, and I, I love this image of, of just his father apparently was out there looking every single day for his son to come home. I heard a story the other day that uh, uh, this father, back in 1984, uh, his daughter went missing. And they found her in 2018. And he said, every single day, Every single day, I would get up and pray that I would see my daughter again. And I want to tell you that that's the kind of father that you have, is that it doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter how long you've been gone. He is constantly saying, come home, come home, come home, come home, come home. Every single day, if that father would do it for 34 years, our father would do it for 120 years. You better guarantee that's how much love he has for each one of us. But then his son, he, he comes up to the father and the father's running out to him and he just hugs and he kisses him. He doesn't care what anybody else thinks. And the first thing that if we, when we read in Matthew three seventeen is that Jesus, he showed his son public affection. He told him he loved him. And what I need you all to know is that Jesus loves you and it doesn't matter where you came from. And the same love that he has for you, parents, you need to share with your sons. They need to hear those words, I love you, I love you, I love you. If you would get that in your vocabulary and start speaking that over your child, the moment that that girl or that guy walks in the door and they're flaunting a little bit something, your sons will hear those words. No, no, no. I don't need to chase that because my parents love me. Jesus loves me. I'm not going to go sell myself over here. 
I know my value and my worth. I know my, kid, my, my, my parents love them. But then there's another group of people, another group of sons and daughters out there as well that are not in this room right now with us, and they need to hear those words too. So don't be scared to give those individuals a hug at work. Don't be scared to tell those people that you love them and you care for them. Don't be scared to tell that father that you haven't talked to in years and years. Don't be scared to call him up right now and tell him, I love you, dad. Even if he was the worst dad on planet earth, people need to hear these words, I love you. If God, our Father, thought it was important, he actually, this conversation between him and his son, the only time that it's recorded are those two instances right then. So if that was the only time it's recorded, it must be something very valuable, and it must be something that we could apply in our own lives as well. I love you. I love you. I love you. It's what he's saying to you every single day. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. And then his son gets down. I like to picture this. Father, messed up. Messed up. I've done wrong. I've been in the been in the pig pen. I didn't, everything that you gave me, I lost it all. I don't know what else to do. I don't know where else to go. But if you would give me the opportunity just to work for you, to be a servant for you. And I love the father's response. He doesn't even say anything to his child. But what he does, he turns to his son. Bring a robe. He comes and puts a robe on him. But no, 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 dad, dad, you don't get, you don't get it, you don't get it. I mean, I still smell like pig stuff. I, 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 I'm still, I've done too much wrong. No, no, no. You know what he does? He tells the servant, bring, bring a ring. And he puts a ring on him. Jesus, you, you know, you, you can't be real. I mean, you know my life. And no, no one else knows everything that's going on, but you know the hidden songs. Bring some sandals out. And he brings some sandals. And he puts it on his feet. And what Jesus was doing was telling his son, you might not look like my son now, but I'm going to put these on there and start declaring that you are my son until you start looking like my son. Some of you right now, you might be living in the pig pen. You might have been going through so many sin and sin after sin after sin. But I want to let you know that Jesus is doing the same thing to you. He's putting a robe on you. He's putting a ring on you. He's putting sandals on you. But Jesus, I've done too much. No, you have not. You have not done too much for his grace. His grace is sufficient and has covered every single sin that you have ever done and will ever do. Oh because he loves you he was telling his son I don't see you as the person you think that you are right now this is what Christ does even in Romans 4 17 he says he he gives life to the dead and starts speaking things into existence even though it's not happening in the moment and this is what we need to do start doing over our kids as well it's like you might be acting a fool right now you might be acting crazy right now but son and daughter I need you to know that you are a child of God you are my child of God put a ring on it let him know that he belongs in your house and in the kingdom of God there's people in this world that need to know they belong 
They are running around. They don't know where to go. They don't know which direction to take. They're listening to the Hollywood. They're listening to the news. And they need to know that they are a son of the Most High God. So number two, the second thing that God told Jesus was, you are my son. And that's what he's saying over each one of us today. You are my son. You are my daughter. You are my son. You are my daughter. I don't care what you did. Here's a robe. Here's a ring. And here's some sandals. And then, if it wasn't enough, and if his son didn't get it then, and I want to be honest with you, I don't know if I still get it. I still don't. No, if I truly understand the magnitude of Jesus' grace. Because even when I hear these words, I'm like, Jesus, are you sure? I'm a mess. And this is what this father's reply to the son. I just pictured this in my mind. Is as the son saying, no, 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 no. I still stink from last night. This, the father still didn't say anything. And with tears in his eyes, he tells the servants, my son was lost, but now is found. My son was dead, but now is alive. I want you to go grab the most fatted cow, and we're about to party it up. We're about to go all out. What this did is brought affirmation to the son to let him know that the words that he was saying wasn't just a play. It wasn't just for fun. He was saying, no, 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 no. I put value on you. We're about to party because I'm so excited that you are home right now. And that's what Jesus is saying to each one of us right now. I don't care what you did. I don't care what you did. This is what God said to Jesus. He said, I am well pleased before he did anything. And he said, I am well pleased. That led him to the, the, his greatest ministry. And that's what Jesus and God is saying over you right now. I am pleased. I'm throwing a party for you. When you give your heart to Jesus, I am pleased. If you're still sitting here trying to figure it out, I am pleased. If you sin uh, tomorrow, I am pleased. I just want these words to be inside of your heart because if you can get these words inside of your heart, I guarantee you that when the biggest battle, the biggest fight comes in your life, you know that you have a big papa that's standing up on earth saying, no, 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 that's my son right there. That's my daughter right there. I put a ring on it. I put a robe around him. You can't have him. My grandma used to tell me because I wanted to give up on my cousin. My cousin had been through so much. I mean, it's ridiculous how many times he's been to the pen. And I said, Grandma, you, I call her Mimi though. Mimi, you just got to give up on him. You just got to, I mean, it's just like this has been years and years because she would be praying every single day. She would pray every single day for him. She would go stand in that courtroom with him, even though everything he did was wrong. And she turned, and when I told her that, I felt so bad. She goes, no, hell can't have him. Hell can't have him. I want you to know that our Father has the same 
posture over every single person in this crowd, has the same posture over every single person out into this world. Hell can't have you. He's placed a ring on it and he's telling you that he loves you and that he wants you to be here. He wants you to live out all that you have been called to do. And not just for yourself, for the kids underneath you, the children that you're about to have. I am well pleased. I am well pleased. Hell can't have you. Hell cannot have you. Get that inside of you and start fighting for the people that's all around you. Start fighting for those co-workers. Start fighting for your neighborhood. Start fighting for the people overseas. Start fighting. Hell can't have you. It can't have you. It can't have you. It can't have you. I refuse. I refuse. My grandma put that in me. I can guarantee you I would go to war for my kids. Hell can't have them. God says that over each one of us today. Right now. He loves you. I didn't even say this in the second service, but there's the second son comes up to the father and says, what, what are you doing here? I've been living right. I've been right here working hard. Your son goes and blows all the money, and now you're throwing a big old party for him like nothing happened. His father turns and looks at him and says, everything I have is yours. It's there. That's what he's saying to each one of us, too. Everything I have is yours. I've given you the keys to the kingdom of heaven to unlock whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. The access is here to all of his sons and daughters. He loves every single one of you. And he wants you to live this life for him. And if that didn't get you, if the words of our father who, what he spoke over Jesus and what he's saying over you, if that didn't grab your heart right now, what he did on the cross, what he did on the cross should let all of us know I am a son. I am a daughter. He is pleased. He does love me. He could have given up. He could have gave up. He could have walked away. Pontius Pilate was trying to give him an open door to walk out the door. No. Nope. I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to keep going because I love you and I'm pleased. And you're my son. You're my daughter. The cross puts a measurable worth on every single human being inside and outside of these walls. He loves you, church. I can't say that enough. He loves you so much. He just wants you to live your life for him. He wants you to realize how much he loves you. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast, church. If you gave your life to Jesus today, we'd love to know you, meet you, and hear your story. So be sure to email your 